What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com at EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1, HAM in the numeral one, and by GetRoman.com slash HAM. Get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. And by SeatGeek, download the app, promo code HAM for $10 off. Big picture Niners now, you know, I feel like this week, because this Rams game was so big, but also because they're undefeated, there's been a lot of, hey, they're unbeaten. So resume says they're second best team in the league, third best, one of the best. They are a creme de la creme, one of the best teams in the NFL, which in college, you're like, if you look at the Pac-12 right now, a lot of people have been doing power rankings. And I think Washington's still the third best team in the league. A lot of people have ASU there. Most people have ASU there. I think, you know, it's like Cal beat Washington. Who do I think is better? Washington. They play Oregon this week, Middlecoff. Big game. I, I I would I would put ASU above Washington as yeah. a, as a Pete guy. His team's off this year. No, they are. Weird. They are. I still think their ceiling's the highest, but we'll see. ASU plays Utah this week, Middlecoff. So wasn't Washington's year supposed to be like next year? Yeah, once you get Easton coming back, and I guess I I don't know. He ain't going pro now, is he? I mean, are we sure he's in that? Every group? every two weeks we can have this discussion, but. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Um, but at least they, they've all kind of now cross-pollinated and played each other. That makes the NFL a little difficult. It's like, well, if you haven't played the same teams as these other teams or you haven't played good quarterbacks, you know, how do I judge you? Ultimately, the point I'm trying to make, and that probably wasn't the best illustration, is just because you beat somebody doesn't mean you're better than them. And just because you beat somebody that beat somebody else doesn't mean you're better than somebody else. We do that well, a lot when you college. say the best example, if you just put that Seattle-Rams game, Seattle won the game, they missed a 43-yard kick. So if like if that kick is just three feet to the left, the conversation after the game, Jared Goff is on the podium, not Russell Wilson, right? With the NFL Network guys, it, that it just literally changes by five feet, right? And if that happens, then aren't then aren't we just like, well, the Niners are better than the Seahawks? Well, and, and even if they're let's say instead of being three and three, the LA Rams are four and two, do they still make that Ramsey trade? And then if they're four and two with Ramsey, you look at them a little differently, like oh whoa, <laughs> right for sure. I but mean, well, are we sure it's gonna be harder for the Niners to win the division than we thought, even though they beat them. 
So are the Niners better than the Seahawks? Do we know that today? I don't think uh, see, we know. I, I can't say that. And yeah. people keep going like, middle guy, where do you rank the Niners? You think? I think they're a legitimate squad. They are a playoff-level squad and something that has to be taken seriously. But if you just look at their division, I can't even say they're the best team in their division yet. They're better than the Rams. I watched them play the Rams, and they kicked the shit out of the Rams. So I, no one's going to argue that right now. Saw them on the road, off a short week, beat the shit out of them. Seattle's a different animal. They've had, like, they win, unlike the Rams, who have kind of only won with the core guys. How many defensive starters can you think you and I can name for the for the Seattle? Probably Griffin? Not five. Yeah, I mean. Bennett? One, uh, they don't have a Bennett. Which Bennett just got suspended, just uh, is missing the, the week? That, that was Moose, who used to be on their team. Um, Henderson? Oh, Wagner? Yeah, I mean, but that's what it's not this group where you could name How, every one of their players. Who else? KJ you got? Wright, Clowney. Okay, yeah. Clowney. Uh, yeah. Ziggy is back now. But again, like they they have a lot of just random guys playing in their secondary. But oh oh oh, uh, Bradley McDougald. Is he on their squad? <laughs> they they just got a lot of randos. And Michael Kendricks. It works. I've got their death chart up now. Oh, you know, oh, okay. oh, 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 Puna Ford. You guy, you can't bury Oh, 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 Al, Al Woods. Al Woods actually made a play when I was watching the Browns game. Big boy. Can you know their free safeties are Tedrick Thompson, Marquise Blair, and I didn't know Ugo Amadi was. Who is Ugo Amadi? Oregon guy. Um, they have a lot of Pac-12 guys on their team. Do you notice that? Like, yeah. They, they like the Pac-12. They feel they very comfortable. I wonder, this, I thought about this the other day when I was watching Disley go down. I wonder if Schneider, just think about where you live, you've gone to a lot of Oregon, Washington, you've just developed close relationships probably with their coaches and mm-hmm. recruiters over the years. You feel very comfortable about their players. Yeah. Like you just got inside information that like, you know, like Belichick feels that he has with Sabe that you just developed like with Pete. I bet like, hey, Pete, him and Pete yeah. know each other pretty well. Who do you think is good in this league? Oh, you know what's yeah. tough is Marquise Blair. What if I told you, you know what they've done done now every year? They do they do like cross coach where they bring in the staffs, you know, from the Washington and Pete Pete Carroll and John Schneider every year for the last five years have spent seven hours on a on a one day in April just going over every Pac twelve guy that he you know, just something like that. On Pete's like, on Pete's boat. Yeah. Exactly. Well Schneider's eating with an untucked shirt and no socks on. But no, ankle socks I, I, with a dress with a, with dress shoes. That's I'll say was. this: I think that the Niners are more talented than Seattle, but are they? This is a team game, and Russell's well, the best player on the field. I, I do think Kyle gives them a shot, and I, if you told me the Niners win the division, I'm going to believe it. I mean, I would if you tell me that's what happens. I could see it, but you you'd be a little surprised. It's going to be difficult as shit. That's what yeah, I, I I agree with you. When Jimmy's going to go up to Seattle and win a game? I, look, I agree with you, but when you ask, like, can you make the argument the Niners are better? I think you can. No, I... I it's I, just I, hard because we haven't seen it yet, but their defense right now is better. And just even... I mean, I don't even... Like, that's not a hot take. Um, who has the best offensive player non-quarterback if they were to play each other? The 49ers do. Yeah. George Kittle. Mm-hmm. Who's the second best offensive player? Carson's a beast, bro. Okay, Chris Carson. He's, who's, a, he's a monster. Who's the third best offensive player, non-quarterback? Would you take Tyler Lockett over any of the Niners receivers? 
Uh, Bra- Breda and Tevin Coleman are good. You could argue like they're all kind of in the same mix. Yeah, that makes it hard because Niners just that's you're right. That makes this a little unfair because it's hard to do this comparison because Niners just run the rock. The Niners are like a college basketball team that go like twelve deep, and they're gonna they're like Sienna or Butler where every they're gonna yeah, make the a bunch of upperclassmen. Yeah, like every one of their guys averages like seven points. You know. It's like, who's their best player? I don't know. They got six guys that all look the same. And I do think, like, is Russell better than Jimmy? Yeah, no duh. But can Jimmy play well enough just to, like, with his defense against that guy, can Jimmy make enough plays against that team? Hell yeah. I would say the difference is you know for a fact that Russell can go on the road and be the best player in the league that week. Yes. Right? I know at Russell. Levi's, at L.A. I know. I know Russell can carry you, but – I. Like he kind of part of this deal is he has to right now. Like Jimmy doesn't have to. But but that's his part. That's been their deal now since yeah, they got rid no of. No doubt. Guys. I'm just saying like that doesn't put that Seattle might win because of that. But Seattle's not ten points better because of he, that. Okay. Well, he 100. That well, yeah. I, I'd say it's a coin flip, and I'm going to give the edge to Seattle till the Niners prove otherwise. Luckily, that's what makes this great. The Niners in the next two months. Such a Niner hater. You see that every play Seattle. So we're going to know where they stand. Play them twice. And they play Green Bay, who you would put that other team. Because to me, it's hard to, you know, judge the AFC like New England. I, I can't even think about like where they stack. It does. It's irrelevant. Like they'll just if they meet one. If the Niners get a Super Bowl, we'll worry about that then. I'm just looking at the NFC. Where is the Super where you Bowl go? this year? It's in Miami. You you got to go through Seattle, which you got still two games left. You got Green Bay, who's kind of establishing themselves as you know one of the best teams in the league. This is one of their more well-rounded squads. And then I think there are a couple other teams that would stand out would be like Minnesota. Like Minnesota's really good. I don't love Cousins, but their team's fucking loaded. And then the Saints. So it's just, that's where, to me, we start talking about stacking up. You know, if the Niners are going to be a quote-unquote Super Bowl team, it's going to need to come through Levi's. Like, do you see this team and Jimmy, it's really hard to go on the road New Orleans, Minnesota, Green Bay, and win games in January. Like, maybe they'd be able to do it in a couple years, but they would be the underdog uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, I fundamentally agree with that. But again, when you when you play defense like the 49ers can play defense, all of a sudden, going on the road, it's a different animal as opposed to when you have to go outscore teams. When you got to go play defense against the Saints, it's like okay, that if the Saints, if the Niners and Saints played right now with Drew Brees, what do you think the score of that game? Forget about who wins. Just what do you think the score would be? Like it's not where where, where are we playing? We'll play to New Orleans. I'm just saying that I don't think that game is like that's not 41-38. No, well you don't score on them. It exactly, be, but I'm just saying like 15 to 10. Yeah, so I my point is just like you've got a shot in all these games because you've got a defense. Again, in a passing league, you can you can run the football. Yeah, good point. Which that plays I, on the road. I'm not saying defense, guy, they, that I'm not saying they wouldn't belong. I'm just saying you know how when they fucking start doing skull or that place in New Orleans, you can't hear yourself think. It just be there are a couple environments, and then Green Bay is just really cold. They're just difficult to win at in January. Jimmy's been in New England. Well, I, he's not phased by the cold. I just the noise would fuck them. We got to do a film study. Did Jimmy wear the swim the swim coat on the sidelines in cold Patriots games, or did he, he go? Had to, I mean, he had to. Have. It was so cold. That's always the most miserable look. It's like when you've got to take that thing off to come back onto the field. Here, here's where I think you're, you feel pretty good about, regardless of your opponents and schedule and even the record. You're legitimately a top five team in the NFC. Like, you got a shot to beat any team in the NFC. Keep building on it. 
you're in the mix. That's all anyone could ask for October. Whether you're four and one, five and zero, oh, like you, you are, you are a worthy opponent. Now, now you're gonna have to do it a couple times to truly get the respect. Like I give you a lot of respect the way you kick the Rams' ass. Now you do it. You split with Seattle and you beat Green Bay. Then we go. Yeah, this team can win it all. And that that's where to me, like, we're not even close to talking like home field advantage enough yet. Like I think we got to be like ten games in to kind of gauge that. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, like it's hard to do home field advantage when you're five and zero, right? But that we start talking about that kind of maybe a little closer to Thanksgiving because that does matter. We see it. There are these environments in the NFC that are pretty unique, right? You got to play a game in Philly. You got to play a game in New Orleans. You got to play a game in Minnesota. Like that's like going like to Alabama or LSU. Like those are elite environments that also factor in weather. That's where. Well, I guess New Orleans or Minnesota don't. But Philly does, Chicago, Green Bay, the North definitely would, right? Mm-hmm. So one of those two teams, I guess. It just it's either crazy noise, like Minnesota or New Orleans, or crazy weather slash noise. I just think Philly is a tough place to play. Like if they're, let's say, like Seattle won the division at twelve and four, and the Niners were eleven and five, and they were the five seed, and Philly won the NFC East. This is what's crazy about the NFL playoffs, right? They could be nine and seven, and they host you. Like that's that to me is already what it's kind of shaping up like. Whoever doesn't win the division between Seattle and San Francisco be the five seed, kind of like last year when San Diego, L.A., San Diego, L.A. was the fourth five seed, and they were twelve and four, and they were playing like the fucking Ravens, you know, who were ten and six or right, nine right. seven and one, or you're like, God, we're the better team, and you got to go there, and then who are you playing? Oh, we're playing Philly. <laughs> Did, you know that's it gets difficult. Did you see that thing uh, on ESPN? I don't, I don't know when it came out. It might have been today. Of the Niners, like it's historic in the two thousands. Their drop, the differential in the yards per drop back on offense and defense. So no. like the difference when you like their yards per drop back on offense is seven and a half yards. Every drop back is seven and a half yards on defense. It's four point four yards. So the what do you differential, mean drop back, like just a quarterback drops back. So you okay. just take all the passes that are complete and the ones that are incomplete. That's a total number of dropbacks, right? On offense, how far, and how far are the quarterbacks going, or how far? No, no, the play no. Just goes. how many yards per play, not including run plays. Okay, gotcha. And not including like, I guess scrambles would be included. Like what, if it's what, a, what was it in the two thousands? So the Niners this year, the differential. Is three point one, and I guess this is like the point they of the article is three point one. Yeah, so their offense is seven and a half per drop back yards. Gotcha. The defense is four point four. Okay, apparent. Like the reason I bring it up is I guess the point of the article. I'd never really seen people use this stat, but this stat is pretty indicative of success. Like when you go historically in the NFL, like this year when your positive differential from your offense to your defense is two yards or more. Teams are twenty two and seven. Well, it's just I think if you just so, put it in layman's terms, right? Like if you are producing through the air and you don't give up any yards through the air on defense, you're gonna fucking be pretty good. Right. So <laughs> the Niners like, wouldn't the you Niners, say that's a problem for the Rams right now? They're giving up so many yards in the air that it's negating even when they do throw for a lot of yards. So the Niners differential at three point one leads the NFL this year. The Patriots are second at two point nine. Um the last What's crazy is the, the Patriots haven't even thrown for that many yards, right? 
So it's so, their defense probably being elite. Here, oh, so it's a 538 article. So here it is. Um, the only team that's even close to the Niners' current mark of 3.1 yards differential is the 2001 Rams. Who sneaky had a great defense. People just talk about their offense. That's right. Lovey, Lovey Smith was their defensive coordinator. Probably one of the more underrated parts. And I, I say this time about all great offenses. I think when you really go back and look, starting with like Walsh, I can just speak in my lifetime, Walsh and some of those Cowboy teams, some of those Packer teams with Favre and Holmgren, you know the big differentiating factor was they've all had top defenses. Even yeah. like the, you go back and look at Elway squads, well, yeah, like Elway was older. They were actually a run offense, remember? Sure. Right. And their, de- and their defenses were like Atwater crushing people, and they had good defensive lines, and they had corners. Like most of the teams until, wouldn't you say, these last four or five years with some of these like Eagle teams with defense was questionable and some of the Patriot teams, historically like defense travels. Now, you also have to have a Hall of Fame quarterback or good offense beside a couple outliers. But I think a lot of times, and this is where like Lewis's of the world kind of talk shit about, you know, people like just your casual fan that offense, 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 like that doesn't play come January typically. Right. Historic, historically. Well, it's, I mean, in the history of the league, you, you need you need everything. We always laugh, like, well, you know, when you people try to talk shit about a coach because he had star players, it's like, well, if you won championships, you better believe he had star players. Of course, wouldn't he had you star say? Players. That, couldn't you argue like, how did the Patriots lose the Super Bowl this year? Are they that good a defense? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you say? Isn't it fair to say they are the heavy favorites right now? Yeah, they should be viewed like the Warriors when you just factor their path to get the one seed how impossible it is to beat them at home in the playoffs. And then when you just factor in, this is the best defense they've had since like, oh, through. Are you oh. sure Gronk isn't going to be back? Just like not, he's skinny now, so no blocking. Just he, out there he running said, around. You see yesterday he was in DWEI and they asked him, they asked him, he's like, listen, he's like, the only reason I leave it open-ended is because every time that I say, no, I'm not coming back, then you guys just flip it like, oh, he's just lying. So he's like, I prom- I'm not coming back. <laughs> I, he was out of it. It was the first time I've ever seen him. Like, I'm not coming back. But and this is, I'm not just saying that so then you guys say he's just lying. I'm seriously, I'm not coming back. I'm happy I'm good. I'm not coming back. I, okay. I wouldn't be shocked I necessarily if he comes back like next year or something. But I think this year he's legitimately taking time off. When I saw him cry... I think his body, he was at aches and pains that were just probably overwhelming. That he plays, I think, through pretty well because he's always, I guess, I would say his greatest attribute is like his positivity. Mm-hmm. That you don't ever feel like, you're like Gronk's in pain, you know? You just, because he always, I bet he was in, there were days where he thought about like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And his body showed it right on game day when he looked like Barry Bonds running down the sideline. I don't think he's coming back. All to right. me, their question is like, does Nikhil Harry come back and look good? Because if he does, what week is some Are we going into week seven? Uh, they're five and zero oh with a bye. So it's week six. Yeah, week seven. So he can come back after week eight. But mm-hmm. I haven't really seen anything about him lately. My gut would be on him. Would he's going to have the classic year? Was like he was hurt and like the offense was kind of complicated. It just didn't work out. And then next year he'll be the guy. Oh, he had his first practice back. Oh, he's back. I, oh, I think you're allowed to practice two weeks before you come back. Okay, he, so he started practicing Tuesday. So he's going to come. He's coming. I'm, I, actually, I'm excited to watch him play when he comes back. He's one of my favorite p- picks to watch. Me too. 
All right, some NFL headlines, John. Um, Too bad they didn't have Jaden Daniels with him and Eno. They would have been really good. I Can know. you imagine if Nikhil Harry was on this team? Yeah, ASU, I know. Do they have a big-time wide receiver right now? Or not really? So they got a guy named Brandon Ayuk, who kind of looks like Nikhil, actually. He's a good return guy, big play guy. From what I've heard, he's not like a precise route runner, just like people around the program. But he's a really, really good player, really pretty Young, Younger? No, I think he's a he transferred into the program like – might have been a junior college guy last year. He was on the team last year. He just Nikhil got all the attention. But he's gotcha. really good. So I think he's a senior, though. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.